Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 80 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theo Lim, and I am happy to be back. Welcome back. If you're a regular listener, if you're a new listener, welcome. This is the Building Strength Podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to building strength inside of the gym as well as outside of the gym. So on today's episode, I've gotten a few questions from some clients recently. Things like, how many days should I be training? What kind of training will be the best to do? How many strength training days should I have? How many cardio days should I have? How many days should I take rest? So I'm going to cover all of this in this jam-packed episode. So, how many days should I train? What kind of training will be the best? How many should be strength days? How many should be cardio days? So, there's a lot. There's a lot to that question. It's something that's not easy to answer if we only had a few minutes, which is why I wanted to record this podcast so I could dive into it a little bit deeper. So, as always, the answer is going to start with, it depends. It depends on you. It depends on your personal preferences. It depends on your goals. So, there's a lot. And I'm going to do my best to kind of run through all of the options and just give a really in-depth overview of what goes into what goes into the thought process of answering this question. So number one, something you have to ask yourself or as a trainer, something that I have to ask a client is, what is your goal? Is, do you have a very specific goal? Do you have a very general goal? Because it's all going to start from there, right? So in terms of like what kind of training will be best or whether you should be doing more strength days or aerobic training days like cardio days it's going to come down to your goal because if you have a goal of maybe um, strength you have strength goals or you have hypertrophy goals like you want to build muscle you want to get more like muscle tone then you might have to do more strength days Versus if someone is training to run a 5K, 10K, or do a long ride on their bicycle somewhere, then yeah, maybe the training has to be more catered to that. So number one, you have to ask yourself what your goal is. And maybe you have specific goals like that, or maybe you have more general goals like feeling better, moving better, Maybe you do want to become stronger. You do want to build your strength up or you want to like improve your posture. So those I'd say are more general goals or maybe stuff like you just want to be in better shape. So you have more energy to play with your kids or your grandkids or whatever it may be, right? You want to be more capable so you can actually help when you're helping someone move right? So there's very general stuff like that, or there's very specific stuff. So you have to ask yourself what your goal is. 
And then I think another aspect to this is what do you enjoy doing? Do you like doing, do you like lifting weights? Do you like walking? Do you like playing sports? Do you like doing yoga? Do you like running? Like personal preference is going to come down, is going to play a big role in this. But we also have to be aware that sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the time, we do have to do stuff we don't like in order to get what we want, right? Not just uh, training-wise, but in general. Sometimes we do have to do stuff that we might ne- not necessarily enjoy too much. So, but there is a there is a preference factor involved because say say someone wants to be in better shape just so they have more energy to be able to play with their kids, run around with their kids at the park, play basketball with their kids, then if that's the case, okay, you don't have to run if you don't like running. You can ride a bicycle instead if that's what you prefer. You don't have to, maybe you don't like riding bicycles. Okay, maybe you like swimming or you like walking or you like going out and going for a hike. These are still aerobic activities, right? So personal preference does play a role in this. Because when when you lay out a plan or when you're, yeah, when you lay out a plan, if the things that are on your plan are things that you really don't enjoy or that you really just can't get into, then it's going to be, it's going to be really hard to execute the plan, right? So outside of asking what your goals are, asking yourself what you enjoy doing is also important. And But again, just because you don't like doing something, for me, I used to not like doing cardio or aerobic work. I used to just like lifting really heavy and I really, really avoided cardio, but I can still, I would still benefit greatly from doing a little bit of aerobic work. Maybe I don't have to do it four or five times a week, but once or twice or three times a week will benefit me greatly. So on the other spectrum, if I find that sometimes people really like endurance um, sports or just endurance athletes in general, maybe they really like running or they really like cycling and they, that's something they love to do just the way, the way I love to lift weights. So they love, they could cycle five days a week, no problem. They could run six days a week, no problem. But from an overall health perspective, from if I were to answer this question from them, like how many days should be strength days? How many days should be cardio days? How many days should they be um, stretching? It's like, okay, that's cool. If you want to run five days a week, that's cool. Just make sure you're hitting two strength days somewhere in there. It doesn't have to be a lot, but getting some strength work in there will help support your running goals. And I'll, I'll kind of talk about that more later on in this episode. And then in terms of stretching, shoot, if you're running five days a week, I, I hope you're, you got some kind of warm up in place and some kind of cool down in place for every single one of those days. It doesn't have to be a long time. But 
before you get going with your strength work or your cardio work, there should be like a five minute warm up at the very minimum. So, so there's, there's that factor of like, okay, what are your goals? What do you enjoy? And then something else to ask yourself, something to acknowledge and reflect on is what will make me feel my best? So like, what will make you feel your best? What kind of exercise and how much of it will make you feel your best? So this might be easier to answer if you're already in the routine of exercising, because I guess if you're not in the routine of exercising, maybe you don't really know what will make you feel your best yet, but I'm sure you'll figure it out. So in terms of, okay, what will make me feel my best? Let's use, I'll use myself as an example. For me, if I lift, if I strength train three to four days a week for at least 45 minutes, an hour, I'll feel really good about that. Like at the end of the week, if I get three to four of those in, I'll feel really good. And then in terms of cardio days, for me, I'm not really, I had an, I made an episode about me going for my first run two episodes ago. I got to say, I haven't been keeping up with that. So we'll get there. We'll get there. I have been doing my cardio though, but in other ways for me, I like, I like riding my bike. No problems riding my bike. I go for walks. I go for a lot of walks now. So there's my aerobic work. And then right now on Saturdays, I do do like an outdoor workout with some of my friends and clients. So there's a lot of aerobic work sprinkled into my strength training days. So in terms of what would make me feel my best, three to four days lifting, one to two days aerobics. And you guys know I'm big on daily movement. So every day, if I could, if I just stretch or move or do mobility work, foam rolling, whatever it may be. If I do that for at least five minutes every day, I'll feel good about that. So these are things just to reflect on and think about for yourself because there's no best exercise. Like what kind of training is the best? There's, of course, theoretically, I, I've got an idea of what kind of training is best, but really the saying, the saying applies like the best exercise is the one that you'll do regularly. So it doesn't matter if I write the best program for you, if it doesn't um, resonate with you, if you don't enjoy it, then you're not going to do it. Right. So nothing really happened, but if you just take the time to really think about what you enjoy, what you have no problems doing. It's like me. If I, in my journal, if I write, okay, my goal this week is to run four days a week, four days this week, the chances of that happening are like 5%, very low. But if I, if I said, okay, my goal for this week is to ride my bike four days a week, four days this week for at least 30 minutes, Okay, when I think about that, that maybe brings me to a 70%, a 7 out of 10, like 10 being I can get that done, no problem. One being I'm not doing that at all. 
I give that a seven out of 10. So then if I tell, if I tell myself, okay, this week I want to go on at least one walk every day for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That's like a 9.5 out of 10. I'll do that. No problem. So you have to make it work for you. You always have to make it work for you, but there are, so these are kind of the general questions, things to think about how many strength days, how many cardio days in terms of specifics, strength training, I think strength training for anyone two times a week minimum is going to be, is going to give you the results that you need in terms of whatever your goal is. I think two times a week minimum is kind of the baseline and strength training doesn't have to be like super intense or super difficult as in like you don't have to do really sophisticated training like strength training can be very simple and I always like just yesterday I had I trained someone who you know he doesn't train a lot he's active he's active he run he runs he plays basketball he's an active person but I know he doesn't strength training a lot strength train a lot so our program was like like our workout was okay we did our we did a warm-up and then we did what did we do we did glute bridges face pulls planks reverse lunges like push-ups trx rows so body rows so very simple movements and i always look at those workouts and i always i'm like man these are if if people just did this once or twice a week of course twice a week is what i just said but if people just did this twice a week where you do some upper back work mid back work so you can strengthen those upper back muscles you strengthen your core muscles and you strengthen the leg muscles glute bridges reverse lunges step ups very simple stuff and it can be body weight you can add weight if you want but i think if there's one thing quarantine uh, covid and quarantine showed us is that okay we can actually get done get a lot done with body weight so Strength training for me is a two day a week minimum. In terms of cardio, it's going to come down to personal preference and where people are at. But I do want to say that I think daily exercise, at least 20 to 30 minutes of daily exercise outside of your normal routine is important. It's important for like overall health. It's important for blood flow. Because if you think about it, if you don't actually get up and walk for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or you don't stretch for stretch or ride a bike or run, if you're just sitting all day, if you're sedentary all day, the blood, your blood isn't flowing into your like arms, your, your biceps, your forearms, your hands, your legs, your calves, your feet, like the blood isn't flowing because there's no movement. If you're just sedentary, sitting all day, you're driving all day, the blood is always just sitting like around your organs. So like your midsection, which is cool. But in order to get that blood flowing, in order to get that blood pumping and other fluids pumping through the body, 
there has to be some kind of movement. So walking, I think, is one of the most, not the most, it's the most underrated form of exercise. If there's something I, that like across the board I've been recommending to people, even like for those who are, who are just starting, for those who are struggling to start, for those who are already active, but maybe they need a little bit more movement that's not high impact or that's not stressful, walking is super important. So on that note, what I just said is like, whatever you do, I think we have to be careful. There has to be a balance, right? There has to be a balance of higher intensity training and lower intensity training. So for me, that's where my walks and my bike rides come into play because my strength days are fairly intense. So I'm already putting a lot of stress on my body, on my mind, just on my system overall. So if I were to go, if I were to keep doing what I was doing in the strength training realm and then add two to three days of intense running, my, my body will feel that. And we need to, I think one of the most important things is learning to balance the working out. So Paul check calls this the working out and working in working out would be like resistance training, running, hit, uh, group classes, like high intensity group classes. Whereas working in, which is like more relaxing, like more restorative. So stretching, yoga, um, walking, Tai Chi, hiking, or even like low intensity, steady state cardio, whether that's walking or that's on your bike or something less intense. So there has to be that balance. And Another thing to note is that there has to be a balance of your activity, your output, which is the same thing as working out, and your input, which is the same thing as working in. But if there's something I've learned over the years is that your level, your um, level of recovery or your the hours that you put into the recovery has to match the hours you're putting into your exercise because again, most of us have been there before, which is again, which is why I can talk about this is most of us have been there before I've been there where I just go in and lift four or five days a week and I don't do any warming up. I don't do any stretching afterwards. I don't do anything except lift and you can get away with that. This is the same thing for running. You can get away with that for only so long until your body catches up to you and then your bot then you start feeling the aches and pains your body's like come on man why my knee the knee hurts why are we still running like the knee is hurting stop running or the knee is hurting stop putting 200 pounds on your back and squatting please so there has to be that balance between your restorative and your recovery work and your actual exercise because too much of one thing is always um, not great, right? So 
In terms of how many days should you train, I realize I didn't really answer that. How many days should you train? Again, personal preference, what's realistic for you? I've talked about this a lot. Like, what's realistic for you? What's your schedule like? Are you working 30 hours a week, 40 hours a week, or are you working 80 hours a week? Are you single or do you have a family? Do you have multiple kids? Do you have one kid? All those things are going to play a factor. Like someone is working 70, 80 hours a week. They have a family at home. Okay, maybe starting with five days a week of training isn't the best idea. Maybe start with two days and then we can build from there, right? You always want to try to set yourself up for success. Make it realistic for you. It's better to have a sustainable plan, something that you can actually sustain for weeks, months, and years versus something that you have to kill yourself to make happen. And then after two weeks, you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. This is too hard. And then boom, nothing really happened, right? So it's always got to be sustainable. It's always got to be realistic for you. So always keep that in mind. And then in terms of cardio, in terms of like high intensity training and lower intensity aerobic work, some people really like the hit and that's cool, but just, just make sure you're balancing it out with some kind of slower strength training and stretching. And then, so I think, I think the hit, like something high intensity, I think once to twice a week is a good like baseline for that. It doesn't have to be a full on hour of that because if you're doing an hour of high intensity, I don't really know if that's really high intensity anymore. But I think once to twice a week, something that will really get that heart rate going. And then the other days, just like something that will get the heart rate moderately up. And then in terms of strength training or training in general, I have three, I have three kind of, how shall I say, templates or principles that I follow when it comes to strength training or training in general. The first one is the most simple one. With your training, with your strength training, your resistance training, you have to train the front of the body the back of the body and the side of the body. So you have to train three areas, right? You have to train your full body in order to be a balanced and strong, healthy, capable human being. You have to train the front of your body. So whatever you can see in the mirror, you have to train your the back of the body, things you can't see in the mirror, and we have to train the side of our body. So some examples is like, to train the front of the body, we have to do pushing exercises, something like a push-up or a bench press or a sled push. You're pushing the prowler, right? To train the side of the body, you have to do side-to-side -side movements, uh, side shuffles, side lunges, side planks, uh, pal-off presses, things that will challenge us in that direction. And then we have to train the back of the body. Think uh, glute bridges or kettlebell swings or deadlifts, right? That will train the posterior chain. 
and then the upper back, simple, uh, pull-ups, TRX rows, body rows, face pulls. So that's one way I like to look at it. I think that's a very simple way to look at it. Front, train the front of the body, side of the body, back of the body. And then I want to relate this, I want to relate this to running and cycling. And I think even yoga, I think a lot of, there are a lot of activities like the three that I just mentioned that are very front dominated. When you're running, you're just running forward, right? You're just running straight. When you're cycling, what's really working? Your quads. You're sitting there and your quads are working, just the front of your legs. Uh, yoga, I find, is very um, push-oriented or front-oriented, front as in you're always in your on your hands, like chest-facing the floor. Not always, but I think the majority of it. So I think in those three areas, it's very important to strength train. Like strength train, I, again, this is where strength training at least twice a week comes into play. And then doing more back of the body stuff. Like I train some runners and when they come in, 60, 70%, no, not even that. I'd say like 60% of the workout is catered to their posterior chain, upper back, mid back, low back, glutes, hamstrings. And then the other 20% would be like core work, especially from the side, side planks, rotational core work, uh, lots of that kind of stuff. And then the last 20 might be like, okay, some kind of pressing or maybe arm work or maybe lunges or split squats. But the majority of it is going to try to counteract the things that they already do a lot of, right? Same with yoga. I find yoga yogis they have great core strength great uh shoulder strength arm strength but one thing they might be lacking is like or they have great flexibility as well but something they might be lacking is that upper back upper body like posterior chain strength upper back mid back glutes hamstrings that kind of stuff so Front, side, and back. That's one way to think about it. And the second way to think about it is four areas, um, four realms, if you may. Flexibility, stability, strength, and power. Right? So picture a, picture a workout. You come in, flexibility work. We do our mobility work. Make sure the hips are good, shoulders are good ankles, feet, right? We want to be moving well, flexibility, mobility, and then stability. Um, the body has to be able to stabilize so that you can have balance, right? And if you're young like me, it's hard to, like, it's hard to understand that as people get older, like their ability to balance or their ability to like stabilize themselves and control their body starts to diminish and it starts to diminish quick if you're sedentary. So being able to stabilize yourself, like your lower body, your core, your upper body, that's just super important for overall health, right? So stability work and then strength work, regular strength training, power work is important too. Like I think great power exercises are like, I use a lot of medicine ball slams. I like doing those a lot. I like giving my clients those. 
it just lets them do something explosive without like really any high impact. So medicine ball slams, kettlebell swings, and then of course there's the classic ones, um, box jumps. Uh, what else is there? Like lateral bounding I like a lot too. So power exercises like that. And then, so flexibility, stability, strength, and power. Okay, number three. The last one I'm going to share with you. This is my big six. Not mine because I learned all of this from other people who've been doing this longer than I have. But I've just uh, taken what they've shared, applied it, took out a few things, put my own uh, put my own thing into it, and now we're here. 80 episodes in. <laughs> so... The big six in terms of strength training and in terms of strength training, I'd say we have the squat, bodyweight squat, we have the hinge, some kind of deadlifting or picking something up off the floor, kettlebell swings, lunging. So in terms of lower body, squatting, hinging, lunging, upper body, pushing and pulling. And then there's core work, uh, specifically rotational core work anti-rotation and rotational core work. So I'd say that's a pretty good scope of the full body. So when I, let me kind of explain now how to apply these things that I just said, because that was a lot of theory, right? So I think number one thing, if you are asking these questions like, how many days should I train? What kind of training is best? How many strength days, cardio days? rest days, uh, stretching days should I do? Number one thing is uh, seeking out help and looking for quality information. I think there's a lot of info out there now because of the internet, which is good, but at the same time, not good because there's a lot of stuff out there and you don't really know what's right or wrong, right? So I think seeking out help and looking for quality sources of information for me you know like i aim to be a quality source of information for you guys so as always if you have questions message me and i'll be happy to help but i think other podcasts that i've talked about in the past that i really enjoy other sources of information i've learned most of what i've learned from joe defranco he's got a podcast couple hundred episodes Whatever you want to learn, it's in there. So Joe DeFranco's podcast, I really like uh, Luca Hosovar. He's got a great podcast as well. And these guys have been around for like decades, two or three decades at this point. So on top of their podcast, they have great blogs, articles, and Luca has a great like YouTube, Instagram presence. So I'll link those things. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of good sources of information. So. Just ask me if you guys are looking for like a good source of information for nutrition or movement or strength training, just ask me and I'll point you towards that kind of info because I, I don't, I never, I want to share as much as I can with you guys. And if that means pointing out where I'm getting my information, that's awesome. I'd love to do that. Because I've been blessed to somehow always seek out the right info and 
12 years into the game, 13 years into the game, I feel really good about the stuff that I've learned so far. So number one, seek out help, seek out the quality information. Number two, it's really up to you. Like I've provided some like guidelines, some questions to ask yourself, some of what I think, some of what other people think, but really it's up to you. Like you got to do what you want to do, right? And again, as I said earlier, the best exercise is the one you'll do regularly. So there's really no right or wrong way about it. The only wrong way would be to do nothing. Okay, number three, you got to listen to your body. So if you're out there and you're lifting four or five days a week and you're not doing any recovery work and your body's starting to tell you these things, same thing with running or cycling, whatever it may be, you have to learn to listen to your body because the body's always telling us something. We just have to learn how to listen. And then last thing I want to talk about, last thing I want to touch on here is this is where a training log comes into play because if you're not tracking what you're doing, like if you're not at least writing down the date and what you did that day, you won't get a good idea of what works, what doesn't work, what's helping you with the results, what's not helping you with the results. You, you just won't know. And, you know, I like the saying, like, if you're not tracking, you're just guessing. Like for me, if for the last 13 years, I didn't write down what I did during my workouts, how can I sit here and say, okay, this actually helped me and this didn't help me. And you know what I mean? Like you have to know, because if you sit down and you write your running workout or you run your, you write your running training for the last three weeks and you're like, oh shit, I went out five times a week and I ran a 10 K every single time. And now I'm burnt out and I'm, my body's destroyed because you weren't prepared for that. I'm not saying that doing that is a bad thing because clearly there are people who do do that, but they've trained to be able to do that. For me, I think uh, being able to vary your, vary your work volume and intensity is super important. Like five days a week of very intense, high volume, lots of work days, your body is going to feel that unless, unless you're like LeBron James and you're putting in hours and hours into recovery, which most of us don't have the time to do. Most of us don't have the cash to do that. So always keep that in mind. I think learning how to vary your intensity, like when I lift four days a week, not every single day is like balls to walls. It was when I was 18. It was when I was 20. But now at 28, it's definitely not. It's maybe two days where I go pretty hard. And the other two days is like I'm working, but I can leave the gym feeling pretty good and the next and the rest of the day I can still do everything I want to do so I think tr keeping a training log is super important just knowing the date that you did it what day did you do that on and what did you do how how much how many kilometers did you put in or how much weight did you lift how many sets did you do how many reps did you do and it's just info for you because if you plan to do this for a long time you 
any kind of info is going to help. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you learn about what works for you, what doesn't work for you, the better off you'll be. So I hope this episode is helpful. I hope this kind of helps you wrap your head around how many days you should be training, what kind of training you should do, and like how you can organize that in your organize that over the course of a training week. And that's what I wanted to touch on. Because when I look at my training log, if I were to look at someone's training log and they wrote down everything they did, what I would be looking for is, okay, how much work are they doing for the front of their body? How much work are they doing for the side of the body? How much work are they doing for the back of the body? Because what I'd be looking for, or like how many squatting movements are they doing? How many hinging movements are they doing? How many times a week are they lunging, pushing, pulling, and how much core work is someone doing? Because if I were to look at someone's training log for a week, I mean, this is exactly how I set up training programs for people, is that I have this list of things that I think will benefit them, that I think will help them with their goals. And when I organize a two-day plan or a three-day plan, I just make sure I'm checking off all these uh, boxes. I'm making sure we're training the front of the body, the side of the body, and their and the back of their body. And it has to work for them. So I think that's where that training log comes into play. But use these as frameworks. Make it work for you. Find what you enjoy. And trial and error, you know? You're, it's, it's a lot of trial and error. This is a long-term game. Just keep going. Just keep going, really. So I hope that was helpful. Um, as always, message me if you have questions. Y'all know where to find me. Instagram at Theodore.Lim or email me, theolim7 at gmail.com. Hit me up. If you guys have follow-up questions, ask me. I'll be happy to expand. All right. Until next time, this was episode number 80 of the Building Strength Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Stay awesome. Keep smiling. Be nice to people. Peace.